1: Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Texan Senior Residential Care Homes, ATD Painting, and Performance Food Group end Senior Residential Care Homes, senior care at its best with a family atmosphere. Obviously, if all seniors had the option, they would be living at home, but sometimes that isn't always possible. Well, guess what? That is where TechSend Senior Residential Care Homes comes into the picture. End specializes in making its facilities as close to a home living experience as possible. I'm talking full living room, kitchen, dining room, cable TV, music, games, fireplace, you name it. End Senior Residential Care Homes has it. They've even got home cooked meals by experts, it's an extra throw in. Not only that, there are no move-in fees, no visitation restrictions, so your loved ones are free to stop by and visit anytime they please. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes are located at I-635 in Marsh Lane in Dallas, right near Carrollton. For more info, you can call 469-400-7650. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I'm being joined by Justin Thomas, sports editor for our Denton County Papers, as well as Taylor Ragland, who does sports for the Planet Star Courier, Allen American, and Lake City Sun. And gentlemen, it's game week. It's finally here. The first week of here. high school football season is it. upon us. We finally made it. And um, that means we got one more one more preview podcast. We're going to preview one more district. We've exhausted every other district that we cover, everything from private schools to 4 to 5A, our 6A districts, and now we close things down with a look at District 66A. Some love for uh, for a few of our Denton County schools out in Firemount, Louisville, and Capel. A couple quick notes beforehand. Um, last week was the uh, was the official release of our sixth annual Star Local Media Gridiron Preview. That is our all market football tab, previewing every district, every team that we cover. Um, you can check that out on our website at StarLocalMedia.com. Also. Um, Last season we debuted our Game of the Week uh, project, and we're going to bring that back. Sure enough, so if you go to the website once again, StarLocalMedia.com, you can vote on each week. We're going to pick five in-market games, five of the highlight in-market games that will be um, they're going to be on our radar for that week. So you can check that out, vote on who you think is going to be the winner, um, and then whoever ends up winning the uh, winning the ballot is going to be. Uh, we'll reveal that for Thursday's podcast. We're going to tie the two uh, tie the two projects together. So take a look at the website, vote on Game of the Week. Some quality candidates to choose from to get. Things rolling, um, including a couple that pertain to some of these schools we're going to be talking about in District 6 a So let's just get right to it. Justin, it's going to be a very Justin Thomas centric <laughs> podcast. This is one of the uh, this is probably the district that you'll be covering most of you know throughout the uh, throughout the season more than any others. Obviously, you have a, yep. a million schools on your plate, but this district going to be a, of, of pretty special attention just because of the uh, the unique configuration that we got here with Louisville ISD reuniting with Capel. Yeah, should make for some uh, should make some fun fireworks on the uh, on the gridiron. So it's a quick uh, catch up on just who's in this district just to get that out of the way capel then your um your class 6a lewisville isd schools so hebron flower mound lewisville and marcus and then rounding out the district will be the three irving isd schools so irving high uh, macarthur and nimitz so let's um we can go a bunch of different ways to start with this one Justin, any one school you wanted to get out of the way to start
2: no not really how about just a little background information on the district to start? Go for it. um some some big names in the district, but surprisingly you might be surprised that only two teams in this district actually made the playoffs last year. That was Capel and Hebron, so mm-hmm. um, both of those teams will be looking for returns. The other school's looking to try to get back to the playoffs and some lengthy streaks for some of those teams when you look at kind of Louisville, Firemount, and mm-hmm. some of the Irving stuff. And then the other kind of crazy thing is this district actually has only two starting quarterbacks returning. Neither of those actually started the full year last year, so no quarterback in this district has a Quote unquote
3: full season of starts on their. Belt. Rare you so, yeah, think. That's, That's a good year to uh, be a first year starter. Then, I would yeah, everybody's on the even playing
2: field. Lots of lots of quarterbacks to keep eyes on in this district, and I guess that kind of start with uh, one of the teams I think has a chance to win this district. We'll get to predictions, I guess, later, yeah. but uh, we'll start with Capel. Oh, yes. um, had a strong year last year. Won their won their district. They were in nine six a last year. Went undefeated in nine six a. Made the third round of the playoffs. Lost in excruciating fashion As Capel They always seems do. To do Every season unfortunately Not so bad for they those don't, Cowboys They, they don't never just go out in fully. the playoffs They really got a stomach punch you But um Yeah so they lost in overtime On a When a missed extra point Prevented a second overtime So That was against uh, Cedar Ridge But um Big thing for Coppell, lots of talent coming back. I think this is going to be a very quality football team. Lots of players, different positions all over the ball. But kind of got to start at quarterback. Brady McBride was there for three years, three-year starter. He's now at Memphis. Um, so big shoes to fill there they actually got a transfer from Houston Yates, Taj Gregory mm-hmm. and but he hasn't locked down the job, it could be Drew Cerniglia, who was a JV, uh, I'm, I hope I'm saying that right Drew, um, <laughs> JV quarterback last year so still a little bit of a competition there and if I had to pick I would actually say maybe Serniglia has the leg up right now, if I had to pick who's going to start on Friday against Sexy I would pick him so uh, we'll see how that plays out but obviously going to be some growing pains there probably trying to you know, they haven't had a quarterback there in three years since Brady McBride cool. is you know pretty awesome. So but fortunately their quarterback is gonna be pretty uh he's got a lot of weapons around him. Yeah, Cossel, Cossel. If you want to start down low, this team, this is a team that might very well could have the best offensive line in the area, one of the best ones in the state. Mm-hmm. They have multiple returners, they have a standout uh, center. Um, so they only have one new starter breaking in there and everybody seems to be real optimistic about their line between brian dashner and trevor Stang, who have been on the varsity since they were freshmen and then as i said center junior garrison wheatley he's really flying up the recruiting boards he's a name that's gonna he's gonna be a, a big time d1 player so very good offensive line ryan hurt comes back he was second team all district running back last year and then at receiver they should be loaded blake jackson led the team last year he was back for his senior year he was first team and then they have the two way players jonathan mcgill kj liggins So... Loaded, pretty loaded at the skill positions. Just going to come down to the quarterback play, I think, offensively at least for them. So,
1: I uh, the the Capel's affinity for two way players is always something that fascinates me. Just yeah. because it's six A, you don't really have too many teams that make use of players on both sides of the ball. Yeah. But um, I mean, it really speaks to the talent of Jonathan McGill and KJ Lebbins yeah. that they have that much confidence in them. What um, what do you think it is about Capel that, in, that want you know that you know makes a coach like Coach Dewitt think outside the box and okay, these guys are better yeah. suited on both sides of the ball versus making them lock down one spec- one specific position
2: yeah it's it's really kind of interesting and it's not exactly because you know they've had a lack of playmakers at one position or the Mm -hmm. other you know like last year you look at a guy like Gabe Lemons um wide receiver cornerback it's not like they were hurting for pass catching Mm -hmm. options or defensive back options but he still goes both ways you see a lot of that with McGill and Liggins and let's not limit them just offense and defense they're big players in those in special teams in the return game as well Mm -hmm. both of them I think they each both might have had a return touchdown last year actually I know Liggins did for Mm -hmm. sure but um yeah I guess just the, with the depth they have, they don't have to put too much pressure on them. They don't have to have them out there for every snap on defense or every snap on offense. And I guess that's just kind of, you know, more opportunities to get those guys the ball in their hand because they're both i would say traditionally defensive players like okay if you're, if you're projecting them at the college level i think most colleges would be looking at them in the defensive backfield but they're just too talented to not get the ball in their hands some yeah. as well
1: so with um with capel i mean they're perennially one of the better teams in the metroplex year yeah. in year out they're um you know at least according to some you know publications they're the on paper favorite yeah. to, uh, to win this district title Does yeah they are it?
2: the lone team that the coaches voted in the uh, the regional poll they're the that made the top wow. ten in the Region One poll from this district. So that's a little surprising. he wouldn't in. get any votes. Maybe it's just we'll get to them. Maybe it's yeah. that uncertainty at quarterback there as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Capel was the only one that was voted in. So we'll, we'll see how that uh, plays out. But
1: do you? I mean, do you kind of foresee a uh, kind of a similar year as normal for, uh, for Capel? Just yeah. what do you all yeah. think? to see the Cowboys think, doing this season.
2: I think whoever ends up taking the starting quarterback job is going to be capable of moving the offense. Like I said, I don't think they're going to have to rely on them to win the games for them. I think their defense is going to be sound. Um, you know, they have some other key defensive players back we didn't talk about guys like Justin Murray in the secondary, J.R. Barker, um, Odette is a guy down low that they're really expecting a big season from. So they're going to they're going to be a good defense like they always are. They have great offensive line, so I I think this is going to be a typical Coppell team, making the playoffs and capable of winning a few games in the playoffs. And talking to the captains, Dashner and McGill, last week when I was out there at practice, you know they haven't forgot about that Cedar Ridge game or the Round Rock game two years ago. And this team is motivated to get over that third-round hump because they've been right there you know, the, le- the last two or three years.
1: I wonder if them being back in region 1 means we get to reprise the good old Capel de Soto playoff uh, yeah, rivalry that's
2: certainly a possibility and yeah just another note when I was talking yeah. to those guys too they're very, they're very excited about this um 66A district you know obviously not their quote unquote rivals you might say South Lake is their rival but a lot of Schools that they are, you know, bumped up right next to Flower Mountain, Louisville, and a lot of Hebron, a lot of players that, you know, they're familiar with growing up. So they were very excited to get back in this district and see some of these teams again.
1: Let's shift gears to Hebron, another team that um, is going through a similar transition at uh, at quarterback. Um, just yeah. kind of size up the big storyline heading into the season for the uh, for the Hawks. Yeah, probably, ve- as we just alluded to. Yeah, very similar.
2: Uh, like Capel with the three-year starter, they had a three-year Division One quarterback, Clayton Toon, So big shoes to fill there. Um, they're going with Carson Harris. He was the JV quarterback last year. I kind of think he was the JV quarterback last year just to get more reps. Like, okay. everybody knew Clayton Toon, barring an injury to Clayton Toon, you know, no, nobody was getting snaps at varsity. So I think they just wanted to get him more, you know, game snaps rather than just, you know, sitting on the bench behind Toon all last year. So I don't think it's he was JV for a uh, for a lack of uh, talent or anything yeah. like that. He's going to be pretty pretty talented. He took Heber into the state seven-on-seven tournament this summer, you know, look good in spring ball talking to coach Brian Brazil had another good fall camp so i think they're pretty comfortable with him there um and but like you said it is a new quarterback after 3 years so and but like i said whereas Capel has their whole line coming back in front of them the other big question for Hebron is their offensive line they lost four starters um Blake Barber is the only one back so coach Razzle said he liked what he saw you know, in spring and in fall camp this year, but till you actually get out there and get on a game in a game, it's really tough to tell from just those practices. Although he did say they equated themselves pretty well in a, in a scrimmage against Allen, so I guess okay, who, who best to gauge against than than Allen? But yeah. um and it also helps if you're going to use Carson
1: Harrison, and obviously helps to have one of the best receivers yeah, in the entire country to throw to. Absolutely, too. <laughs> they got a
2: five-star uh, Oklahoma Cabot, Trajan Bridges there. Um, his numbers weren't necessarily eye-popping last year, but this was a team that had three receivers oh, yeah. that made all-district. You know, they had David Leonti, actually four, with DeAndre Warren, David Leonti, and then, of course, Jaron Mitchell going to play Division One football, too. So, maybe target's on the rise, but actually maybe teams could focus on yeah, Trajan Bridges a little attention more. For so, them. We'll, see, we'll see how that dynamic kind of plays out. But this is a guy that just get the ball in his hands and let him go he's a dynamic athlete and then you gotta give a little shout out to Jalen Lott too you know Jaden Taylor was a Jaden Taylor was a big running back for them last year but Jalen Lott was the newcomer of the year and now he's ready to kind of be their bell cow running back and he's another exciting player
1: with um you know with Hebron and a much much like Capel they've just been consistent as it gets probably yeah. it's they probably the most consistent team out of Louisville ISD C- certainly over the So past, with them um, yeah. and you know they won't have to worry about drawing a, a reigning state champion in the first round right. most likely right. this yeah. season yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with them um, yeah I kind of just talk a bit about um you know do you f- do you foresee a chance where they could challenge Capel for that district title I'd, how do you see the Hawks season panning
2: out I definitely think they could challenge uh, Capel for this championship they're going um, I was looking at the schedule they get going um kind of pretty early the second District game, so mm-hmm. not Hebron lot of time. has a
3: Hebron has a bye the first week of district. That's interesting. That's always well. They a... all
2: have the buys on that same okay. that same okay. week, okay. that twenty first. But the um, second week of district is when Coppell and Heber are going to play. Um, they should be pretty tested, pretty challenging non district schedule. When you look at Plano, Arling, excuse me, Plano, Arlington, Martin, and Keller Fossil Ridge. Yeah. So, both, a lot of this district is going to be pretty tested when you look at their non-district schedules. Coppell has a pretty challenging one, too. They open with Sexy, Sexy yeah. and Plano uh, Allen on there. Um, but, yeah, I think going to be pretty similar. You know, this, like you said, one of the more consistent teams, they've pretty regularly been able to kind of replenish the cupboard, not really have to, quote-unquote, rebuild. So I would expect the line to come along, and they're going to be pretty good on defense. Darius Snow is one of the standout defensive backs. Um they lose Verone McKinley you know big loss but talking to uh, Coach Brasel Diego Johnson and Ryan Allison, a couple uh, baseball players are expected to kind of step into those starting cornerback roles and their safeties are really good and so it's going to come down. To, I think a lot of Hebron's success is going to come down to what happens in the trenches, both mm. on offense and defense.
1: Will it be enough to get over the Plano hurdle on Thursday?
2: Yes, <laughs> That's it will so, be.
1: That is so weird because, like, when you look at the seasons that they've had in yeah. recent years versus you know Plano, you know Plano, which you know was able to scrape in, get the last playoff spot out of 6-6-8 last year, and missed yeah. the playoffs the two years prior. But they've got a two-game winning streak against yeah. <laughs> against Hebron in these season openers, and they
2: dominated it, them two years ago.
1: It was oh yeah, they were random. Yeah. They ran them off the field in, in the. Woodshed, if I recall, yeah, seems yeah. never seems never do that, and one of those cases where you you leave that first game thinking like, man, what's what's wrong with yeah. Hebron? And man, Plano might be back this year, and then yeah. things inevitably have kind of leveled off after you know after that opener. But that's just so weird that in yeah, hindsight just... that they've had the troubles that they've had against Plano, and obviously Plano's yeah. a quality team for yeah. sure. But you know with Hebron, a team that you you know you associate with being in the district title conversation and making nice playoff runs, yeah. a little weird that they've just been tripped up at the start against a team that's been kind of just a fringe playoff team, yeah. and
2: it's and it's district Uh, maybe it's just something to do with just kind of how fundamentally sound those teams are at Mm. the start of the year and you know Plano you know Jay Don always has them ready to go and stuff so like you said, no, it's not like they're... Oh, yeah, it's not the like they're getting run off, yeah, yeah, run off by a team I, 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 that like, went winless the, the year before. I was a little was, surprised by the score two years ago, and then I was a little surprised by the result last year, because obviously you know I had big expectations for that Hebron team last year. Not that they disappointed, they still had a really yeah. good season. But.
1: And it was a funky game, too. They they lost 27-26, but only because they botched an yeah, extra point yeah. on the game-tying touchdown inside the final minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's shift gears So, so we've talked about Capell and Heber And the two teams yeah. That do have Existing playoff streaks mm-hmm. um, let's, Now we've, we're going to have Two brand new Playoff teams yeah. in, the, uh, in this district So let's talk a bit About the rest Of, of Louisville ISD I guess one team Which you know Might have a leg up Depending on you know, How you feel About the, certain, the weight Of certain positions But we've talked About the quarterback Situation mm-hmm. you know, throughout The district Firemount does have A bit of an advantage There And yeah. they do have A returner Who wasn't didn't begin Last year as a starter But was thrust Into yeah. that spotlight And did okay Just talk a little bit about the Jaguars heading into this
2: season. I would say Blake Short is uh, going to be a junior this season, yeah. so just a sophomore last year having to start those uh, last eight games. And I would actually say, you know, in terms of moving the offense, I think he did more than okay. He completed 50, 30, 50% of his passes, a little better than that, 1,300 yards, 11 touchdowns. Talking to Coach Brian Basil over the, yes, not Brian Brazil, Brian Basil. Um, uh, this flower- <laughs> How many times have you uh, <laughs> missed? Uh, yeah. Have you mixed that up? Not surprisingly not too much Okay, um, and not when I've talked to them either I've never called one of them Brazil or basil but um, the thing they're focusing really focusing on with Blake Short is they got to reduce the turnovers you know just last year just a sophomore but he had those 11 touchdowns did have 15 interceptions though so that's something they're really focusing on they lost the turnover battle overall in the season and I think every game but two maybe. So that's the real key for them, is not only limiting the turnovers, but maybe forcing a few more turnovers, and that's something they think can really turn things around because, you know, Flower Mountain is a team that was kind of right on the outside of that playoffs. You know, Mm -hmm. one win here or there in each of the last two years could have got them in. So they've been kind of knocking on that door and are looking to get back since, I think, first time since 2011, maybe. Wow. um, Yeah, so it's been a little bit. um, This is another team that they do have a good quarterback. Kind of a trend for this district is a lot of... Returning talent at the skill position So Mm -hmm. you have uh, Welch coming Almost called him Matt Welch (laughs) Uh, Jake Welch coming back I'm not athletic (laughs) enough to play high school football anymore He's been a uh, multi-year starter He's back. He's kind of been banged up A little bit as a sophomore and junior But he's healthy now, expecting a big year from him At wide receiver And then um, Pierce Hudgens at running back He was an all-district running back as a sophomore last year And he's a guy I have to really look out for this year And Flower Mound's another team that's pretty um, More has a lot more stability in the offensive line. They have three starters back, so they're pretty comfortable about where they're at there. So I think this is gonna be an offense that can move the ball. Um, where, you know, we talked about Coppel and Hebron losing their, you know, their quote unquote leaders and quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Flower Mountain lost their leader too, even though it wasn't a quarterback. You know, they lost Connor Lee, just one of the one of the best linebackers that I've covered since I've been here, you know, might not have the size and everything to be, you know, the big D one commit, but mm-hmm. man, he was a monster on the field, just a tackle machine. So not only replacing him on the field but the leadership he brought he was a you know three year starter as well so that's going to be a big uh, big question for them but they do have some uh, talent coming back another name to look out for is Colin Alves on the defensive line he had uh, 50 tackles three sacks last year so he's going to be a a disruptive force there and then their defensive backs they have coming back Dre Owen and Corbin Clatterbaugh are both very talented so Good secondary, see how things come along uh, down low without Connor Lee kind of leading mm. the defense there.
1: For what it's worth, I don't know how much stock anyone puts in 7-on-7, seven seven, but what little uh, what little 7-on-7 seven seven of flyer mound I got to mm-hmm. see, that offense did
2: definitely pass the eye test. The yeah.
1: the quarterback-receiver connections were strong. Yeah, they yeah. should have some
2: playmakers, they have size out there, so yeah, I think um, as long as they can limit those turnovers and force more turnovers, mm-hmm. I think flyer is going to be a pretty, uh, pretty sound team.
1: Whereas Flowermount is a team that is, you know, should be pretty solidified for the passing game. Let's shift gears to a team like Marcus, which yeah. is solidified in the in the run game for sure. They got, you know, one of the top running backs yeah. in the state, sure enough. Top running back in the district in Justin Dinka. Let's yeah. um, talk a little bit about the Marauders. Yeah, and what their he's, he's forecast looks like this season. Mentioned
2: Dinka, he's got over nearly three thousand yards over the past two seasons, you know, kinda came out of nowhere as a cup hell transfer as a sophomore and was, you know, like pretty much all state basically. Mm-hmm. Um, was off to a similar start last year, and then once they got into district, really once they started playing, once they got to that Hebron game and then on, they, things just really changed. Uh, the defense just, just stacked the box. They had trouble throwing the ball, and they really just shut him down. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you look at his yards per carry and yards from you know the first five games to the second five games, it's staggering. It's like double, like, wow. or half, I should say, but and it's you know they took a big hit when they lost uh, standout Justin Osborne transferring to the IMG Academy over the, uh, pesky, over the IMG. Yeah, pesky IMG um, so that that's going to hurt them a little bit but I still think they should have a pretty solid offensive line mm-hmm. um not sure who's going to start under under quarterback yet. They're you know, looking at Carter Burr and a transfer, Garrett Nismeyer, who's um, his dad is a tight ends coach for the Cowboys, so he's moved him from Florida, and so he's in competition with Carter for the starting quarterback job. So we'll see kind of how that matures throughout the non district season, get ready for district. Uh, defense should be pretty good. They have some real playmakers. You know, Marcel Brooks, one of the premier players in the state, in the country. He's an LSU commit. Um, He's transferred after his sophomore year At uh, Fort Worth Nolan So this is his second year with the Marcus defense um, Under Kevin Atkinson So expecting big things from him And then up front, John Brand is another guy You can expect a big season from And then another guy I'm really Thinking of is uh, Ethan Barr and Jabil Dar These two guys should kind of Elevate into more playmaking roles More household names, I guess you would say So I think the defense is going to be very strong Obviously Dinka's Beast at running back, so we'll see what happens uh, with the quarterback position.
1: It remains a mystery how Marcel Brooks somehow didn't make the All
2: District yeah. last season. I always wonder what,
1: like, I don't know what the the machinations of these All District meetings are, and just how much.
2: I mean, you look at the stats: forty eight tackles, twelve sacks. I don't, I don't really know what yeah. went into. How many the many kids in, in there, that district had yeah. double digit sacks? So, um, I don't think he'll miss it this year, though.
1: I hope not. So let's um, let's, let's take a look at uh, another team that I think at least for our expe- least preliminary expectations should be pretty uh, pretty solid on defense.
2: Yes, mighty Louisville. Let's mighty talk about Lewisville. those Fighting Farmers, JT. The, the Farmers actually lead all of the teams in this district in returning district all district players, and they all come back on the defensive side. They have five all district uh, defenders coming back, so. Yes, I have, personally, I have very high expectations for this Louisville defense. Under is this the year? <laughs> second year coach Michael Odell. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Anderson is probably the leader. He's made All District as a sophomore and junior, so he's back in the secondary. Corey Miller, Daylon Clark, also All District players in the secondary. So uh, we talked about some of those receivers, Blake Jackson and Trajan Bridges. Well, we'll see what they can do against this Louisville secondary and vice versa. And then, of course, I don't want to leave out Cajun Johnson and Christian Versi they also mm-hmm. had big ears last year um, so yeah I think this defense is going to be very good Like, might be the best defense in the district
3: it's a good place to be when you know there's six first-year quarterbacks having a good defense yeah. and, and pressure, <laughs> yeah. pressuring guys that that haven't had to handle it before. So Lewisville is one of
2: those first-year quarterback schools, and they actually have a transfer as well. They're they're going to be looking to AJ Newsom, who comes from Putnam City in Oklahoma, and Coach O'Dell has a lot of good things to say about this kid, and not only with his arm, but just the way he's been able to come in and grasp the off- grasp the offense. Um, seems to have a very good knowledge of the playbook and how to run things, and from a leadership perspective. Everybody seems to really be responding to him. So um, we'll have to see what he does in the game. But so far, s- through practice and everything, nobody could be more pleased with how uh, AJ
3: Newsom's playing. What so year far. is he? He's senior. Okay. Yeah. So they will be, no matter what, probably the sixth consecutive year next year. They have a different quarterback. Yeah. Sounds but, like uh, Plano. Oh. Yeah, that's very much like Plano.
2: But yeah, so, um, but like, um, not only quarterback, questions, you know, at the skill positions as well. They're looking at a committee, at running back. They're working, you know, three or four running backs right now. And then at receiver they lost their uh, their big play guy, Brandon Rolfe. So we'll see who d- develops that receiver. But I know um, Miller and Clark, the defensive backs, are going to be incorporated in the passing game a lot. So Louisville, another school that's going to use a lot of two-way players, especially secondary slash wide receiver there. It seems like
3: that's probably the most popular two-way. Just, yeah. you know, you have an athlete and that kind of speed. Yeah. Why wouldn't you you know, take a chance, try to throw them the ball every once in a while, and see what happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've already got—you know—you're assumed to have some of the best hands on the team in that yeah, spot, yeah. so yeah, it's a very natural
3: yeah. transition. So, one fifty-yard touchdown may be enough to justify it. Like, you know, there you go—one big explosive play.
1: So yeah, we've still got a little bit more to talk about the district. We've got uh, some potential. Uh, we can each give a yeah, give a game of the yeah, uh, sure. district game of the uh, game to watch. I we'll, uh, give you three games to watch for this uh, for this last preview podcast. Plus Justin will give his uh, his top four. We're going to put him on the spot. I know he's been racking his brain over which four teams are going to come out in this district. Well, we're going to figure out who they are in a in a word. After I'm sorry, I should say in a, in a moment after a word from the sponsor. In one word. Let's take a quick break to talk about ATD Painting. Whether it's painting, staining, carpentry, residential, commercial, interior, exterior, if you need it painted, ATD Painting has got you covered. At ATD Painting, their goal is to provide a home improvement experience that is a great value, trouble-free, and enjoyable. And painting is really just kind of scratching the surface as uh, as to what these appointments entail. For ATD Painting's interior projects, things like painting, wall repair, ceiling repair, they'll make sure that your floors and furniture protected and that everything is all cleaned up afterwards. For exterior projects, not only will they do the painting, but they will hand scrape loose paint, reattach loose boards, reculk windows or doors, plus much more. Not only that, if you visit their website right now, atdpainting.com, you can find a coupon for $200 off a complete exterior purchase. Um, Once again, ATD Painting. They've got four locations in the Metroplex, including in Plano and Louisville. For more information, call 972-694-8888 or visit atdpainting.com. That is ATD Painting. Check it out to see just how affordable professional painting can be. And now, let's get back to the podcast. And let's continue our discussion of District 66A as we conclude our, uh, our series of, uh, of high school football district preview podcasts. We've already discussed the teams within our markets uh, within the district. So let's round it out the same way that we have these previous preview podcasts. And that's by talking games to watch and playoff predictions. So um, we've each come up with a game to watch on the, uh, on the District 66A schedule that stands out. So let's just give you a co- uh, just a quick summation of just why, uh, why that game is notable. So, Taylor, what did you come up with?
3: Sure, I will take uh, kind of the glaring one, I'll take the Mound Showdown the 19th uh, edition of the Mound Showdown, um, basically just you know, when you look at, at this game, it's got everything you want in a rivalry, you know, the last four, four of the last five, I think uh, less than ten points um, which is, I mean, what else can you ask for when couple when, overtimes? Yeah, when crosstown rivals go up against one another, you never want um, at least as a neutral observer I guess, you never want to blow out, you want kind of that, <laughs> that quintessential rivalry game and, and this appears to have all the makings of of another one. Um, And also with, um, we we talked a little bit about in the first half of the the podcast that there's a lot of teams in this district that haven't made the playoffs in a long time and and somebody's got to get in. So, you know, for, you know, the first time in a while or, or especially I guess just this year looking at, you know, the potential playoff picture, this could go a long way for one of these teams. You know, yeah, Flowermount gets the win here. Um, you know, that's a that's a real leg up at trying to get that third or fourth seed or, or wherever they may end up. So, um, it's always good game. Uh, they, it's been you know going on almost twenty years now, and, and this year it may have some some extra implications as far as uh, who ends up where. So, I'll go with that one. Justin, where
2: did you land on your game to watch out of this district? Why don't you go and then I'll go to my game of the week because it's uh, going to transition a little more into my uh, prediction. Here. Aha! <laughs>
1: All right. So, um, whereas we just talked about, you know, the most is, is the mound showdown or is Louisville Marcus got a heads up from a from just a sheer rivalry history standpoint? Would you say? The, the Battle of the Axe Marcus? Battle Lewisville of the axe
2: has been around longer. Okay. We're going to, to uh, year thirty-three there, I believe. Okay. So we
1: just talked about a game though with plenty of storied history in the uh, in the mound showdown. My game's not a rivalry game, but it's a game that could very well feature the two teams that. Um, are expected to vie for the district championship, and that is Capel at Hebron on, um, on October 5th. Um, you know, these two teams, again, we've, as we've discussed, you know, they are at least just on paper expected to be the top two teams in the district. They're both kind of, I mean, they're both in similar situations. We've just talked about the replacing three year starting quarterbacks with, you know, their otherwise unproven players at the position. Um, they're both equally decked out in the skill positions and whatnot. And, um, yeah, just when you, when you factor that in, it should be, at least on paper, a pretty back and forth matchup. Obviously, mm-hmm. Having the line that they one uh, the they do might give them a bit of an early advantage. Yeah. But when you factor in, um, I mean, just how, just the uh, the consistency of these two programs, I will. Those- Factor in just from a recency standpoint, Capel's um, got a five-game win streak over Hebron. Getting mm-hmm. all the way back, Hebron had not won since 2008, so yeah. it's been a, it's been a decade. So we shall uh, we'll see if that uh, if they can uh, snap that trend. They do have the yeah. uh, the benefit of playing at home at the uh, mm-hmm. at the Woodshed, a notoriously difficult place to play. But um, yeah. October 5th could very well be your de facto district championship game.
2: Also, that game might have one of the uh, we kind of alluded to some of these players earlier, but one of the better kind of one-on-one matchups when McGill and Br- Bridges kind of lock down. That's right. Oh, yeah. so that, should yeah. be, that should be fun to That's watch. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Um, that brings me to my game of the week, or the year, I should say, and probably shouldn't be much surprised. I'm picking the Axe game, the, uh, the 33rd Axe game. Marcus has a 17 14 1 advantage. And they've actually taken 10 of the last 11. Louisville got it two years ago, pretty surprised, dominating fashion. But Marcus regained the axe and brought it back to Flower Mound last year. And the thing I'm really excited about this one is it's going to be the last game of the season this year. I can't, as far as, since I've been working here, this has never been the you know the last game of the season, the regular season finale. And um, talking predictions, I think Coppell is going to win the district. Mm-hmm. I think Hebron is going to finish second. I like what Flower Mound has with Blake Short. So that means the Axe game will determine the fourth playoff berth from 6 6 A. Sorry, Irving ISD, but you're getting shut out again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to take Louisville to win the Axe game (sighs) and 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 make the playoffs. (laughs) I think. These are going to be two good defenses. I think the offenses are going to have a tough time moving the ball, and I think Louisville's defense is going to slow down Justin Dinka and the Marcus ground game enough to uh, get Louisville its first playoff berth since uh, 2008. A decade, right? When I first started working here under Steve Gaddis. Wow. I think the farmers are going to do it. I like this defense. I think they're going to pull this game out. If if this is in fact the game it comes down to, mm-hmm. I think they're going to pull this one out, and I think the Louisville is going to make the playoffs. I re- I do like this Marcus team, but you know f- only four teams make it. I think there's five quality teams in this district, and I think Marcus is going to be the odd man out.
1: It's really going to come down to that. Just who has the best head-to-head record among the really top? It really might players. come. Oh, yeah, it really
2: might come down to the. Three-way round-robin between Flower Mound, Louisville, and Marcus. Unless somebody's going to upset Capella or Hebron, you know, it's preseason. Here's your bulletin board material, but I don't think anybody's going to beat those teams. I think Capella and Hebron are a little cut above the other teams. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to come down to that round robin between those three teams for who gets in and I'm going to take the farmers to edge out the Marauders.
1: And there you have it, folks. That is a look at District 66A. That uh, that concludes this, uh, it feels like this this series began a while back, but yes, we have touched on every single district, every single team that we will be covering for the upcoming football season and with that, uh, yeah, that's that will do it for this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. We'll be back on Thursday to talk some week one. We'll preview some of the uh, some of, for the time of the week. Up, some of the highlight games on the docket for Week 1. In the meantime, folks, this has been Matt Welch, Taylor, Justin. Appreciate you all for tagging along, folks. You keep enjoying your week, and we will talk to you all later. Thanks for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast, brought to you by Performance Food Group. Performance Food Group delivers more than 150,000 food and related products to customers all across the country. If you want to get in on that process, PFG just might have a spot for you. Their McKinney office is currently hiring. Job openings include Class A CDL drivers and warehouse order selectors, as well as many other entry and part time positions. An ideal choice for college students or people just wanting to find and new careers in general. Uh, for more information, you can visit their website at pfgc.com careers for more job openings. If you prefer to contact them by phone, you can call at 214-491-3130 for more details. Once again, that is Performance Food Group located in McKinney at 500 Metro Park Drive.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com.